Welcome to the Eagles Nest Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this recent message by Senior Pastor Tim Winter. Good words, good words. Let's go ahead and thank the Lord. Amen. While you're giving, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Nick, will you just stay up here with me? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for sharing abundantly and generously. Eagles Nest Church family and guests and visitors, we welcome you. I want to ask you to agree with me in prayer as uh, we prepare for the word before we release the children. I'm really glad to have the children in our midst singing and uh, speaking and interacting with us. The Lord said in James chapter 5 through his servant, is any afflicted among you, let them pray. Is any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church, let them anoint them with oil. In the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith would save the sick and the Lord would raise them up. If they commit any sins, they'd be forgiven. Well, we certainly believe in those promises and I want to invite you just to agree with me, not only over what the Lord has already done here, that it would be fruit that remains, but also those that are afflicted. I'm thinking of Dale Spankowski, Corey's daddy's over there at St. Luke's with a, an acute heart. He almost passed away. They had to re- bring him back to two times in the past week. And so well, Corey's working today, but we're believing for recovery there. Uh, Mark's going to be getting surgery. And uh, Kathy lost her sister-in-law who used to be here serving our food pantry. I think two years she came down here with Cal and helped run the Stone Soup Ministry in Fond du Lac. She passed away this, this week. And um, I, a month ago, we lost Wayne. A year ago, we lost my mom. Just as a lot of people afflicted. And, and one of the things that I've under, come to understand, uh, you, your, your spirit can be so willing, and God, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. And then sometimes life just takes the I want to out of you. And you just get wore out. So let's just agree together for a refreshing right now. Will you just uh, conclude this prayer with me? Just pray. Those people down there need a new place, and God's making it so they're going to find a new place. Our ministry is part of a sponsorship of an outreach that has eight beds. We're working on that place to get it ready. Lord, in Jesus' name, will you pour out a spirit of grace and supplication, grace beyond measure, grace that's beyond human reasoning. This isn't something the government's going to take credit for. This isn't grief counseling therapy I'm asking you for. I'm asking you right now from a down, for a download from heaven. There's none of these issues in heaven. So we just bring heaven to earth right now. We bring heaven to earth to those that are in need, those that uh, wish they would have never did something. I have good news for you. Jesus isn't thinking about it. He's thinking about where he's going to take you. Thank you, Lord, that we are walking in new life through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, though he was rich, made himself poor so that we, through his poverty, might be made rich. Rich in grace, rich in mercy, rich in our soul, rich in, 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 in natural things and spiritual things. We just bless you. Will you bless the preaching of your word? And will you bless your outreach there? And in conclusion, and bless the little children downstairs too. We just are asking you, Father, for grace to meet every affliction and weariness of the soul. Amen. Yes, Father. Thank you that what we do here, where we when we serve, 
the needy or when we give our finances. God, thank you that it's not a good thing that we're doing, but it's a kingdom thing that we're doing. That's it, That's it Nick. We're doing a kingdom thing. It's a higher calling. One that the world may think is foolishness, but we know better. God, I thank you that the things that we're doing here, investing in the future generations, investing in current generations, reaching out to, to the brokenhearted, God, uh, reaching out to each other and encouraging each other. Thank you that your name is being glorified here in this house, God. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen and amen. Will you turn to your neighbor and give him a high five? Or... Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for coming. God bless you. You can open your Bible to Joshua chapter 3 or Joshua chapter 1 if you like. That'd be great. Children, God bless you. We're going to teach you some things downstairs. And we have an abundance. We have an abundance of food, so make sure that you uh, fill a box. Well, you might, I don't know if we're in a box situation. I guess we ran out of boxes last week, so save your box. And uh, then you won't have to carry it in a disordered way. But we want to bless you. We have been invited to be part of the holiday barrel drive in the, some of the local grocery stores. So I want to just bless all of you that are volunteering to go receive those products and bring them here and, and pass them out into the community. And that's a really good thing. So, and make sure you thank the, when you go into those grocery stores and see their Feeding America barrels or tables, uh, you may participate. Is that for me, David? Okay. What is it? I didn't read it. What does it say? Oh, thank you. I might need that. Just make sure you thank them and tell them you're part of the ministry here and uh, take something and give it to your neighbors. It's really fun. It's Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive, and we didn't pay for that grace. We get to receive it and give it away. It's the same way with that food, so thank God for that. In, in the uh, scriptures, we've been sharing some time together. I'm very honored to, to stand with you before the Lord and open His Word together. So I come under the strength of that prayer that we all just prayed, uh, with Nick giving it a concluding amen, that God would just do what He wants to do. Today, I want to... Encourage you in your walk with Jesus and show you how much God has invested in you. He believes in you, He believes in me. And it's good to have that confident assurance, but it needs to be based on the knowledge of God's Word and not some hyped up personality or some program. Because when, when the personality's gone, when the program runs, uh, runs its course and, and you're left with nothing, that's not a good thing. But when you understand the Word of God and build your life on those eternal principles, Jesus promised us that when the winds come and the storms, uh, rains descend and the winds blow, that your life won't fail and that God's Word will stand. And so, in Joshua chapter 3, we were sharing last week about the uh, crossing over. Uh, Ian was singing about the crossing of the Red Sea. Well, that's not the only crossing over. There's... A crossing over, I find in every generation in the scriptures, and one was found in uh, Joshua's generation after Moses, and that's found in the book of Joshua. But I want to base it out of Second Corinthians chapter five and verse seventeen, and that scripture. I've been using this to make sure that you get this 
inked in your brain and then let it you know, move 14, 16 inches down into your spirit, man, so that you begin to roll these things over, meditate upon them, and just build your life on the knowledge, build your life on the knowledge of this fact. Therefore, you might read it aloud with me. It helps for me to hear what I'm thinking and say it, and then I, I got it. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new goes on to say that we are um, his messengers and that God wants us to partake in not only uh, this message coming to us from heaven, so it kind of descends on you first, and then as it gets on you, it gets in you, and then as it gets in you, it goes through you. So it comes from heaven, and it gets in your heart and spirit when you say yes to Jesus, and then begins to grow, and then it moves through you. We call that making disciples or call that loving people. It's over and over again in the scriptures, and God sends a messenger. Would you jump down to number three or four, please, uh, Wendy? Thank you. I'm going to want to. Last week we didn't do any images. I want to let you read this or see it. When God sends a message or a messenger, He wants us to listen to it, He wants us to catch it, and He is fully aware of your personality type. He knows your learning style. And if you take a long time to understand, you have to take it apart or have someone show it to you. God understands that. He's okay. But he, in the time of process, he wants you to come out with the conclusion that you understand it. And then believe what you have been told by the Lord. And you'll see that the power of God begins to be revealed in your life. And God begins to do things that are completely outside of your ability to do them. We could stand and talk about miracles today, and that'd be great. We probably need to have a couple of miracle testimony services. God's been doing some wonderful things, and that's all part of declaring what we have experienced. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says we're a new creature. We've been talking about things that God does that are new. Number eight, Wendy, let's just a real quick remind you. If you're here for the first time in a couple of weeks, this is where we've been going. Uh, we have a, a new way of processing. We have a new heart from the Lord. We have a new spirit. We've been given new wine. And, of course, this is... All of these are, are chapters or, or thoughts that you can develop, and you say, wow, th there's more to that. Yeah, if you have new wine, uh, you remember what Jesus said about new wine, and every, I don't know what you call a wine maker. Is there a special word for that? Whatever it is. They, they, know, they know that you need to have new wineskins. So if you have new wine, which means you're harvesting your, your new crop from the latest season, uh, you have to have new wineskins. One, one year I was meditating on that, and I kind of just, just was hanging out with the Lord and thinking, and I felt like this was from the Lord. He said, I'm going to give you new, new wine. I said, well, that's, that's good. It's a new message, a new revelation, whatever it is for your life. And, uh, and he said, well, are you going to need new wineskins? I said, yeah, that's what you said, Jesus. And I kind of felt like the Lord said this as a follow-up. Well, if you need new wineskins you're going to have to kill some old goats. 
you know, you take the leg of the hide and dry it out, and so you get rid of the old goats and you got new wineskins. It's amazing that God can take something old, get, dispose of it, and turn it into something good where you say, thank God for his grace. How about that? So we got new wine, new thoughts, new prayers, new lands. And uh, I mentioned this last week. This is important because I don't know where you are in your walk with Jesus, but uh, I, w- I want to be a good shepherd. I want to guide you into green pastures and still waters. When God gives you a new spirit, go to... Um, is it number nine, Wendy? Yeah, I think that's the last one I kept. I deleted all the other ones. It's just park on number nine for a second. Ezekiel chapter 11 says that I will give them one heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take out the stony heart of their flesh. There's that old goat uh, that has to, has to be left behind. And I'll give them a heart of flesh that's soft and, and manageable. And they'll walk in my statutes, keep my ordinances, and they'll be my people. I will be their God. As I was meditating on this scripture, I thought, well, God's going to give me a new spirit. Well, I got that when I was born again. But in this scripture, which is a promise fulfilled when you become a a follower of Jesus, the scripture doesn't say, I'm going to give you a new spirit filled with everything you need. He said, I'm going to give you a new spirit. It's like you get a, a new house, and you know what your wife does, or some of the guys are really good at that too. The next thing you do, start shopping for furnishings. I want to fill. I want to fill. I want to fill. Come on, I want to fill the house. So he gives you a new purpose with the intention of him being involved in filling it. If you have never said, Jesus, will you fill me with your Holy Spirit, the baptism of fire that Jesus gives, not the water baptism that John was doing and uh, but the one that Jesus said, I'm going to f- baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Uh, send that spirit filling into my life and that, into that new spirit. Well, you'll find that power comes easier when you have the source of power in you. How many of you saw a little, uh, where's, is Justin in here? Justin's brother is over there in Iraq, Baghdad. He sent a, some of his close guys that little coin. He shot a, he shot a missile coin. Well, he's holding it in his finger, so it's, it looks about the size of a quarter. In fact, if it's possible to put that up there, you could do that. But he shot a laser from the U.S. Marines right through the heart of that coin. And so we've been kind of dialoguing. He says, yeah, in our spare time, we're just taking practice shots with it. So I asked him, I said, well, is it stored energy or is it generated energy? And he said one word back, generated. And, and so we were asking questions. And he said, well, picture it like an invisible propane torch that you can just point way far away and pew, Kind of bur- well, that's kind of like what God wants to have. He wants to have generated power on board. Come on, where we, where we can reach out with a prayer, we can touch nations, we can touch family. Thank you, Jesus, for a new spirit. And thank you, Jesus, will you even right now fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit of communication. You are the word. You are the word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now, will you speak your words into our, our spirit, man, into our life, a direction, and will you bless us and guard us and guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. In Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, it says, After the death of Moses, servant of the Lord, it came to pass that Joshua, the son of Mun, uh, the Lord said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people with you, and every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread, I will give it to you. As I said, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. And it, it, it was told by the Lord to Joshua, you need to be strong and of good courage, for unto this people you'll divide an inheritance of the land. I want to, I want to say this uh, over and over again. What happens in heaven 
descends out of heaven and kind of falls upon you like dew. Over and over again, the revelation or the love of God is presented as coming upon us. And then it comes upon us in order that it might get in us. And it gets in us in order that it might move through us. I see that right here in, oh, there's the laser pit. Oh, they, gosh, these guys are, great job, Nathan and Wendy. Thank you. Uh, all of our tech team, Julia was helping me this morning. There's the, I don't know, he didn't tell us how far away he was, but I'm glad I'm on the side that has that uh, defense mechanism. All right, let's get out of the war zone here. <laughs> Joshua, I'm, I'm a number 11, Wendy, or if that messed up my numbers. Um, there you go. Be strong and of good courage for unto this people. When the word of God comes to you, it's coming to you. But here's, here's the progression of how the revelation of God works. What's going to happen to you, for you, in you, is order, in, in, in order that it might happen through you. Because if this was just personal to... I, I saw a world-famous you know, person recently that just, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a Christian. That's wonderful. And, um, but I, I, you know, I thought, well, I'm glad I, I know that. I would never judge anyone anyway. This was their words. But, you know, everyone's entitled to their own, so I don't, don't say anything about it. That's to fall short of the reason that Jesus died on the cross. Because if that was true and every celebrity could just, you know, maintain their own, get their own, and keep to their own, then this would say, Joshua, be strong and of good courage because I'm going to give you the land, and you're going to put a big wall around it. No one's going to get in, and you don't have to ever worry about going out. I'm going to give you everything you need so that you're fat and Republican sassy all the rest of your life. That's not, that's not the gospel. The gospel is for you, to get into you, so that you and Joshua might lead the whole generation into the promised land. Thank you, Jesus. Now, how am I going to do that? I need to be strong, very courageous, and, uh, and observe to do what God's told me to do, and that's a good thing. So now, Joshua 1.9, again, the Lord says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and have a good courage. Neither be afraid, be dismayed. Don't be dismayed, for Yahweh Elohim is with you wherever you go. Now, even if you go the wrong way, Joshua, I'll be there to turn you back around. I'm, boy, I'm in so many turnings from the Lord in my life, and that's a wonderful promise of his grace. So I, I'm moving quickly through here. Joshua 3, we spent a little more time here last week. Joshua 3 was the, the doing of this, this leading or this message from the Lord. Joshua rose early in the morning. They moved, came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel, so he's moving the people and lodged there before they passed over. It came to pass after three days, the officers went through the host. And do you remember this? This was a powerful revelation. In fact, this kind of came to me from the Lord as I was reading it. And the Lord just kind of slows me down. Sometimes I'll be distracted, but um, I can tell, okay, God wants to get something to me here. So as his messenger or his ears, or his, you know, like, like he, he's not sitting over there in Iraq just shooting coins. He's going to have to point that to defend our country. And so, you know, the word of the Lord is our defense mechanism. The Lord said, make sure that you understand the principle here. So the, 
The officers command the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest bearing it, then you shall remove it from your place and go after it. Verse 4, But there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Don't come near it, that you may know by the way which you must go, for here's the whole new way of progressing, for you have not passed this way before. So what the Lord was speaking to me, and I, I shared it with you, and I hope it bears witness in your spirit, is that uh, you want to follow Jesus, but what Jesus isn't going to come down in a, in a, you know, tattooed and pierced and wearing a golden crown that used to pierce my, was thorns, but now I'm going to make it gold and I'm going to just personally lead you, Tim. No, he leads me through his Joshua delegated authorities. And it's important for me to understand that God entrusts his authority to his workmanship. He has officers, he has generals, he has pastors and apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers. Now, if a person doesn't believe in those things, that person is going to short-circuit their forward progress. So we are here in a house of believers. And the Lord said, you put 2,000 cubits, which by 18 inches, if you do the mass, it's 3,026 feet, which is almost five-eighths of a mile. So let's just interpret that. Let me submit to you that watch your leaders... Make sure, well, I'm going to get into the ark here. Make sure that they're going the right direction before you just jump. And, and I'm, I'm, I'll go to these conferences, and conferences are good. But home base is better. I'm not here to wander around from, you know. I'm, I'm watching people from Bethel. All of a sudden, now they're migrating back to their home churches, back to their families. You know, they got some good stuff out there. But what about home? But they'll throw up the... Let's, let's, let's do this mission work, and mission work is great. But we're hearing someone's going right down the road. That mission work is important to Milwaukee. You know, as you put up the, the passion babies, the this or the that, and everyone just, <laughs> step back. God, do you want me to do this with my time, my talents, my resources? I'm going to go talk to my home group leader. I'm going to go talk to my youth pastor. I'm going to talk to my pastor. Let's see. You want, to, you want to navigate through life by following your leaders at a distance, watching the fruit, following the presence. So that's a good principle for us to learn. Save us a lot of a wrong direction, time spent, perhaps unneeded. So it comes to pass as they remove that. This was last week's message, verse 14. It came to pass when the people removed from their tents to pass over the Jordan. The priests went, went out ahead and the Ark of the Covenant on top of the their shoulders, that they bear the ark, and they came into the Jordan, that the feet of the priests that were carrying the ark dipped into the brim of the warden, warden, Jordan, for the Jordan overflows all his banks at the time of harvest, that the waters which came down, so this was a principle I shared with you last week, I spent all day to set it up to get to it, verse 16, that the waters which were coming down from above the Jordan, it says above because Jordan is a vertical river, it starts at, at uh, I think it's 9,000. 9,266 feet on the top of Mount Hermon, then flows down, which is north Israel, flows down uh, through the headwaters uh, at Caesarea Philippi, then empties into, really, the Sea of Galilee is, a, is, a, is an embolism of the Jordan River. It's a big overflow of the Jordan River and then continues out of the Sea of Galilee down to the Dead Sea, which is the lowest spot on the earth. So when it says the waters above stood up, as soon as the priests went in, uh, that the waters which came down from above, talking if you know the geography, 
would have been uh, from Hermon, rose up on a heap all the way from the city of Adam that is beside Zaratan. And we mentioned that what the Lord was doing by picture or by interpretation was using his presence on the... Do I have the ark on the shoulders there? It's a, it's a lame picture. I've got way better ones, but I didn't have time to do it. So these guys, these four are carrying, surrounded by 12. So surrounded by four, uh, four minus 12. Thank you. So this team goes into the water, whoosh, and I was very dramatic, by intent last week, seeing the waters roll back up to the north, to the city of Adam, which represents the very beginning gathering uh, where men be- began. God stopped the flow, what was coming down from the highest place of the Jordan River. Jordan means descend, Yardane means descend. So it's as if God had a perfect plan, put him in a high place, and that plan became um, flawed, and sin entered in. So in this good river, there was nasty things. And what was going to stop the flow? Well, in fact, the river was stopping the forward progress from the wilderness to the promised land. They were in the, pro- they were in the wilderness for 40 years. Everything was dying off that was born in Egypt. But just because you get saved and what was born in Egypt is canceled, sometimes you move through the wilderness and things are birthed in the wilderness. And so that had to be taken care of. And this story is a picture of that. And so uh, they're carrying the presence of God that God showed Moses was already in heaven. The presence of God was in that box. It's actually golden, uh, overlaid as shittim wood, which is just a desert willow, common wood overlaid with gold, which is a picture of a common person that has the presence of God without and the presence of God within. And uh, carrying the, the two angels there are the, the mercy seat where God meets with you, so they're carrying it. As soon as they step into the water, <laughs> So Ian's song is a good song, but that generation was gone 430 years ago. But these people have the same need. They need to get out of where they are in order to get to where they need to be. And God needed to stop something for them to do that. He needed to take the past flow from Adam, whatever that was. And God said, I'll give you the land of the Canaanites. I'll give you the land of the Hittites. I'll give you the land of the Hivites. I'll give you the land of the Girgashites, the land of the... Amorites, the land of the Perizzites, and the Jebusites. Those seven represent all of humanity. Beginning at Canaan, the carnal flesh. You know, the immoral thing, you know, the first thing you learn, it's a boy, it's a girl. And about, about 12, 13 years old, mom, dad, better get in, get in, get in the bedroom, talk, and get them ready for the, you know. So from there all the way to the Jebusites, which own Mount Moriah. What's that? That's Michelangelo's picture of the sixth day. God put Adam somewhere. And then God let go. And the people of God weren't overseeing that region. The Jebusites were. So God's saying, Joshua, I'm giving this to you and all those that are behind you. Say all those. I haven't even got to this. This is a revelation I got here. From the city of Adam, God had to stop. From the very first man, God had to stop 
what's been trickling down in the river of their lives so they could go for on dry ground. Zeratin means the pierced one. Beside means, uh, there's, uh, if these are English translations, it's kind of like, and I don't mean to be disrespectful from the translators or the expositors or all of that, but the more, like my wife said, the more you learn, the more you know. You sit and hang out with Jesus, you're going to smell like him. You're going to look like him. You're going to talk like him. You're going to live like him. But it's an it's a, it's a incomplete translation. It's like going to, you know, I need a haircut. Well, take the, take the army's thing out. Or you can go to the salon and come out looking really, really good, you know. So the really, really good translation of this, that is beside. Wendy, will you just go back to 15 real quick? Adam is the first man that is beside. That means he pushed aside, pushed out, or separated. That is beside is the Hebrew word for make yourself separate from. And Zarateth means the pierced one. It's a reference to Jesus. So Adam, you know, had to kind of push the Lord out. Of, you know, it was the woman you gave me. Well, Adam, you, you were there, you know, all of that. We can really good at buck passing and half-truth telling. And, well, I told you, right? You know you didn't tell him. You're just kind of, you know, excusing his, his life uh, moments there. And so that was still happening. And so Joshua was here to get it back for his generation. Now, this is what I wanted to get to today. Getting back to, so I'm at number 16 on mine, Wendy. Is that, let's see what you got. Yeah. Okay, this is a recapitulation of the stopping the water flow. But this is where I want you to enter in and just make your life available to the Lord. Because there's not a person in here that has it all together or has experienced everything your life has for you. There's a new thing that God wants to do in your life. And it involves his love and his mercy moving to you, getting in you, filling you up, and moving through you. Watch, watch how this progresses here. I hope, I, Holy Spirit, will you please help me communicate this with You've given to me. For the Jordan is filled. This isn't, you know, oh, follow, follow the good guy, the, you know, the church that operates out of the head. You step on the high stone, step on the high stone, step on the high stone. Okay. You know, if we build it, they'll come. If we give away free X, Y, Z, they'll come. If we, if we look like them, they'll come. No, this, there was so much water in that river, there was no head that could figure out how to get across it. This isn't going to be a... Uh, uh, a work of the flesh or done by man. This was going to have to be done by God. So that's a picture of what was flowing from Adam into every one of us and still moving. The waters which came down stood on a heap, rose up very far from the city of Adam, uh, which pushed out the pierced one, that's beside Zaratan, if you transliterate the Hebrew, of those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, those waters failed and were cut off. Those of you that cross at the Allenby Bridge with me when we go to the nation of Israel, and several times we've crossed into the Jordan, country of Jordan, we go over that, that General Allenby Bridge. That is right where this is. Right there in that low eddy, or in the Hebrew it's called a wadi, where the palm trees are, the 70 palm trees by Qumran. That's, that's where Elam was. That's where, that's where they wanted to camp. And then they did camp there. So we're talking about a, a literal place, and... Uh, and now it says, I want to point out these underlined words. 
that even the salt sea failed and were cut off, say, and the people, and the people passed over. Now I've got to get down to, oh, that's right, I'm not in the touch one. That's funny, isn't it? Okay. Whoops. I'm at Apple. David, will you come here and help me get, get down here? Uh, this is Apple. Well, he knows that. Uh, he comes over and helps me. Emily, help me get here. I'm still learning Apple. Okay, go, go wait. Yeah, I think I'm down like uh, page 9, 10, or 11, or 12. Yeah, I got a lot of... Oh, oh, that, that looked good. What was that? Well, that's uh, no time for that today. Oops, don't touch the screen. How far back? Keep going, please. Okay, oh, that, that was it right there, passage. Okay. That's where we'll start. All right, thank you, David. Two fingers. That was what I forgot. One is four, one is two. You know, pretty soon it's, I don't know. I'm learning it. All right. So Joshua, uh, it came to pass, the people removed from their tents to Passover, and 315, and all the people passed over. There's a, a, it's not a play on words by any means. I believe there's a message being communicated here, and I want to share it with you. There's three different times. The title of my message is Clean Passed Over. And it comes right out of these several phrases. The people passed over right against Jericho. The word for the people there is the congregation. First, the people is representing the congregation, the clan of the Israelites. They passed over on dry ground. Can we go back to the ark picture, Wendy? Because, because these guys were still standing in there. And these guys represented the P word, help me, I hope so, hope you're present, okay. So the presence of God on the leaders is holding back what was coming all the way from Adam. Now they could have just went, well, I'm so glad I got this revelation, like this very rich person, everyone would know it if I said it, I'm not going to say it, you can do the news yourself, I'm not going to tell anyone, because, you know, that's their own, their own business. Would you not, if you, we got... Eight beds. I thought, well, eight, that could take care of eight. Yeah, but we got municipal laws. We got codes. Yeah, but we got people that are in need. And if you can meet the need and you don't reach out your hand, Jesus said through his servant James, how can you say, or John, how can you say the love of God is in you? So this isn't about just me and my little revelation or big revelation. It's about, okay, God, now I'm going to come down from the mountaintop where I met with you. I heard uh, Josh... Javen Juarez or Chavez from, uh, I've never been there. They call it Sin City. They call, Las Vegas calls it Las Vegas. He calls it his pastor, and he pastors there. I listened to a message by him this past week, really good. He said, you know, you're living on the mountaintop, but I want you to know God made valleys too. That's where the people live, and that's where the fruit is. Because here, I can t testify to this. Above about 11,000 feet, there are no more trees. In fact, you've got to be conditioned to breathe and live up there. There's no fruit up there. God's up there. But God cares about what's happening. Moses, get down there. They're dancing in heaven, Super Bowl part. You need to go fix that. So that's important to the Lord. So the presence of God stops what was flowing, and the people, the congregation, begin to move forward. The people passed over, um, passed over, Thank you, David. Right against Jericho. 
And the peace to bear the ark stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people passed over. Now, there's a change. It says that the waters failed. It means to be completely separated one side from another. They were cut off. It's the same word that the scriptures use for God cutting a covenant. In fact, when God met with Abraham and took the animals and cut the animals in half so that the pieces were on one side and the other, and Abraham and God walked through the middle of these two pieces, it was like God was saying, I, I am not a God of the flesh. I'm going to meet with you beyond human abilities, and I'll restore. And so God would cut a covenant. Well, that's the same word here used for the, when the waters were cut off. They were, it was God was making a new covenant that that which is past your, in your past life or your past ancestors is not going to hinder you. I need to say that again. Your ancestors' lifestyle cannot hinder you from moving into the promise that God has for you. It cannot. If you know this. If a person doesn't know this, then, then I'm not doing my job. We're going to go down to the t- I'm not going to go to the tent city. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to be seeing the family. It's Ariella's birthday today. So God raises or our party. We'll be with them. But the whole goal of the gospel of grace is to get it seeded in your spirit, man, which is good soil. So the fruit begins to grow. And Tim realizes, or Joshua realizes, this isn't just about me following Moses, and now I'm the guy. God said, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Wow, I I get, no, 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 no. Joshua, you're taking everybody over. So you're going to have to adjust your pace. You're going to have to learn about grace and start listening to the needs of the people. Because, back to my ark bearers, because these guys, hurry, these guys aren't moving till everyone is, you almost got it, no, back up, scripture, scripture, past, until, until, until the people were clean. They're not dragging. They're not even dripping with anything from Adam. Oh, yeah, but divorce is always, oh, yeah, but what's, you know, it's just a couple of beers. Well, you know, we got to have our martini cocktail. Or we gotta... God said, I am stopping that. So now, Tim, it's just you and me. Do you want to go into the promise? Forget about, forget about, and forget about. It's you and me. I'm going to give you a new container. It's called a spirit. And the spirit is brand new and will begin to express itself through the soul, which is encased in a human body. The babe in womb has a spirit and a soul. How do I know? Hi, 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 cousin Elizabeth. Boom. All of a sudden, these babes in Rudero are jumping and dancing. John in her womb and Jesus in their womb. The babe's spirit is expressing itself through the soul and a little body in the amniotic water of the, of the womb. 
They're wanting to proclaim, this is the one. And, and I, I, I'm activating you. I'm passionately pleading with you. I want your family sitting in the pew. There's no reason. Adam stopped. And the Dead Sea destination is not where we're going. This isn't a downstream or upstream. This is a crossing over. Crossing over Jordan. So, first of all, it's uh, in verse 16, the people, the congregation, passed over right against Jericho. Then the word changes, and uh, the scripture tells us that uh, they, uh, the, the, the word changes from Am in verse 16. The Hebrew word is Am, and it means the gathering flock. It's the family, it's the Israelites. Interestingly enough, they're coming, say, they're coming from the east. They're coming from the east, and they're heading to the west. Now, as they're going through the east, I told you about these seven nations, the Canaanites, the, uh, the Hivites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Perizzites, the Amorites, and the, the, the Jebusites. Now, don't get confused. Just trust me. You can study this. These are the people on the west of the Jordan. But there were people, say there were people, on the east of the Jordan. Oh, I'm feeling God anointed. this. Don't look at your watch. Just listen and catch this. Who was on the east of the Jordan? All the people that they'd run across for 40 years. But that's not where they were supposed to stay. They were supposed to go through. Who was over there? Well, let me tell you who was over there. The Midianites. The Ammonites. Who are these? These, well, J Jacob's granddaddy, Abraham, had another wife. He had several situations. See, God was going to stop what was moving contrary in order that they could go across and start over again. So Jacob's, or excuse me, Abraham's oldest son from Keturah, which was after Ishmael and after Isaac, the Ishmaelites lived over there. Did God care about them? You better say yes. Does God care about uh, the Midianites? Midian was his first. Midian, Shakshan. Uh, j j well, I don't want to bore you with the names. It's a fascinating study if you just let it speak to you. But there were these people groups on the east of the Jordan that were watching God move and feed these people in the wilderness saying, something special about that Eagle's Nest Church. I've got to check it out. So they kind of come along. And here we are in the grand day. The priests step in. Now they're seeing a miracle. Holy, did you? I, remember my Joe Buck thing? I felt that was just like right now from heaven. Well, I don't know, Joe. You know, I've prayed for Dallas and go, even going back to the Tom Lander days when they got the first computer in the NFL and, and, the, and the history shows how good that is when you use what man can do. But I had never seen nothing like this, Joe. I, I'll tell you what, Joe. Uh, Troy, I haven't seen nothing like that either. And I go back to my dad's reporting days and this is something altogether new. Could this be the hand of God from heaven? He stopped everything that ever has been moving in my family and yours and anyone else who wants to follow. And so Midian's following, Ishmael's following, the Ammonites are following. All these people that were outside of the commonwealth of God's promise are following. And, and it says that the water stopped and the priests are still standing there. And God told Joshua, don't you dare move until all the people are clean passed over or passed clean over. 
this play on words is not a play at all. I believe God's releasing in this generation new knowledge, new information. It's been hidden from the foundation of the world. Maybe it needs to be picked up, dusted off, and read and understood by the seers, by the watchers, by the knowers, by the prayers, so that we can move forward. Here's what he's saying. First, the congregation goes following the presence of God proven. I stand among you as a proven man of God, a faithful husband, and a dedicated father. I want to be the best grandfather my children can have alongside of another man with this. Will you stand and, and I'm not alone. I'm not standing here. You're carrying that ark with me. Yes. And we're not here just to carry it alone. Let me tell you what the next word says. Am is the people up there in 16. That's the general congregation. Now it moves to a different word. Kathy and my Hebrew students, Diane, you'll know this. Now in verse 17, it says, until all the goim have passed over. What are the goim? Non-Jew Gentiles. Wait just a minute, pastor. I was at a men's Bible study a couple, or last week. I told you about it a couple of times. I couldn't get there this Saturday. My schedule was too full. But, well, you, you, you're going to move to Texas. Well, just go find some good old SBC church. You'll be fine. I thought, SBC, is that, is that Ameritech Global phone book? I mean, I don't know. So I said, excuse me, sir. I respect these guys. They're very wealthy, successful men. So what, what is SBC? Well, of course, Southern Baptist Convention. That's what you got to go find in Texas if you want to do good in Texas, because go find a good Southern Baptist convention. I thought, hmm. Someone else at the table said, I ain't going to no Baptist church. I won't survive there. And I thought, okay, I don't need to say it. All I'm saying is God cares about everybody, and he's letting Joshua know after Moses, who died. So Joshua, Joshua means Jesus. It's the same word. So Jesus is carrying the presence, or actually... He's already delegated the authority and the weight. He's dispersed the weight. He's dispersed the weight on the priests. He's preaching next week, so come in. There'll be a new thing, a new voice. I am thank God for the new voice. He's dispersed the weight. He's dispersed the weight on people. And the proof of the ministry, the proof of the grace Effect, effectual is that you have the power and the knowledge to stop what flowed from Adam. Not only in your life, my God, not only in your life, but in the lives of those you're speaking to. How do we do that? Champion his grace. Champion his forgiveness. I once was lost, maybe not like you, but if you have time, I can tell you how I was lost. I was doing it from a roof this week to a lady who's, who's in Jesus' name, she's coming into the fold. I said, okay, okay, can I tell you about Jesus? Exit the conversation and, and, and leaves me. And, and the Lord spoke to me. You were there once, Tim. When she comes back out, give her another dose. Give her another drink. I'm not talking about accusation. I'm talking about grace. I'm talking about love. I'm talking about mercy and forgiveness. To stop the flow of Adam, what's made her angry and, and disenchanted with life. And, uh, and so until all the Gentiles were clean, passed over Jordan. Next, next one. So there's first it's the Am, then it's the Goi. And then it says, for the priests which bear the ark stood in the midst of Jordan until everything was finished that the Lord commanded Joshua to speak. That's what was touching my wife today. 
I thought, holy cow, do I get a chance to preach today, Lord? You know, if it's not the offering guy, it's the announcement guy. It's just, you know, it's downstairs. But the Lord says, yeah, yes, it's, it's seed in itself. Whose seed, whose seed is in itself. What God does has seed in itself. What the devil does has seed in itself. So if we can stop what the devil is doing, and then God says, now it's just you. Yeah, you're following, but you watch your step, and you move through the Jordan. Then all the people were clean past. Okay, so all that God told Joshua to do, the Lord commanded him to speak to the people. Uh, the thing was finished, and the people hasted and passed over. And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over that the ark of the Lord passed over and the priests in the presence of the people. So I can see such a visual here that they get in there, you know, and a half a mile back, they hear, this isn't 12 people coming. How many were there in the wilderness? Three million men by way of count. In fact, the next one, I'll just, I need to try to end this. The children of Reuben, the children of Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh. Some of you don't know what that is. Well, those were Jacob's children by Joseph. They were staying on the east side of the Jordan River with the uh, other descendants of Abraham that weren't the children of promise. They were coming with him. There were armed men. There was 40,000 men just that were ready to move the presence of God forward to the battle, to the plains of Jericho. And on that day, Joshua was magnified by Yahweh God in the sight of all Israel, and they feared him as they feared Moses all the days of his life. Here's the message, brothers and sisters. The primary role of ministry is to help people know how much God loves them. The primary role of my life is to help you know how much God loves you. To get that message to you, get it in you, and then unlike the celebrity that just came out and said, yeah, I'm a Christian too. I've been raised that way. I've always believed that. That's why I'm so successful. And I'm thinking, and you haven't told the world with your opportunity on public, public television? Shout it from the housetops, my dear person. So God, oh, and, and then the, the word here, back up one, because it goes from the people, the congregation passed over, the Gentiles passed clean over, and now look at the inversion. Now all the Gentiles were clean passed over. I love the, I love the beginning the middle and the end of this. It's as if God is speaking salvation to the whole earth in this one-day passage of three million men, including 40,000 soldiers, and all the other non-Jewish people that said, I'm going to start with the food. One of our dear sisters, I think I saw her here today, I came for the food, but then I got touched by his love. And I'm a part of this church. So I came because I could get over the Jordan River for free and with dry, net, dry ground, but I stayed because of what God's plan for me is. The Ark of the Presence, Priest Passover, and the presence of the people. Let's go next one. I already said that. God is doing new things. He's doing new things in your life. If you've never shared the gospel of Jesus with someone, I would say do it like this. When you hear something that could be uh, 
It kind of registers, oh, wow, that's, that's not God's probably best. This is what Lowell said at that businessmen's meeting when he preached. Five words, may I pray for you? That's an honest question. And watch God take over. May I pray for you? You do it right, right in Walmart. You can do it in a parking lot. You can do it when someone's dying their last. May I pray for you? God may raise them to life. On the other hand, he may wait for that seed to grow at another time. But you've done what God's asked you to do. May I pray for you? I want you to know that God loves you. So let's retrain our thinking. And here's the new covenant. God's doing a new thing in the earth. I'm seeing the... Uh, Look at Justin Bieber's going to church. He goes going to Carl Lentz's church out there in L.A. Thank you, Jesus. Look at, the, look at the opportunity he's got to influence a generation of followers. That was Paul the apostle. I need to get to Rome. Why? Because I want to win the government. No, he wanted to get the message to the, where the news was disseminated. That's, that's a visionary. I want, to, I want to witness to Nero. Uh, what a plan. Here's the, here's the new covenant. For God says, this is the new covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind. I will write them in their hearts and be to them a God. They'll be to me a people. They'll not teach every man his neighbor and, and, and his brother, saying, know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Now, that's full of prophetic unction. I don't have time to explain it. But that's saying that God's going to win this thing. And here's how. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. I want to invite you to stand as I read these last two scriptures. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. John chapter 3 says this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him might not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever believes. Then it says in the closing verses of our Bible, not only whosoever believes, but whosoever wills. There are people watching me that say, well, yeah, he says this, but it doesn't happen. I kind of think that they, because I'm a visionary, I'm always speaking large promises. We've got two farms. I'm seeing them thriving with the work of God, just like this where the Gentiles are coming. They don't even know why they want to come to the land. They just get blessed there. They don't know that we got a prayer team and a worship team. And, uh, but the Spirit and the bride say, come, and him that hears says, say, come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever say, whosoever. Whosoever wills gets to come into the kingdom. Whosoever, the people are watching you and they say, well, if it works for him, you know, I'm watching. I'm going to do it then. I'm okay with that. Lord, will you draw people? Will you draw people? Will you stop the flow of what's hindered us from moving forward in the name of Jesus? It might be fear. It might be resentment. It might be uh, uh, an affliction. Physical, emotional. I'm asking you right now to stop it. And Jesus, will you come in the presence of your Holy Spirit into our lives, into that Jordan River experience? Listen to this as I, I close. Uh, there was a reconnection on that Jordan River that enlarged into the Sea of Galilee. 
and it reconnected one of the most powerful soul winners the church has ever known. But it had to reconnect him on that Jordan River because something that was in his life hindered him from moving forward. Who was it? His name is Peter. And on the night that Jesus needed a friend, Peter denied him three times and cursed him in front of two little ladies. So the big man in front of the girl melted down to to a a non-entity. And that offense was crippling him, and he went fishing after Jesus was resurrected, and he even saw Jesus in his resurrected form, but he hasn't had a personal moment with him yet. And I love the fact that when, with his passion, with his persuasion, Peter could say, I don't know how he said it, but I have that gift, and I have to be careful with it. I'm going fishing. You coming? I'm not going to church. It's the kickoffs at noon. I got all this Blatt's beer. You coming? And he got them all to come. So now he's, on the, he's out on the lake, and same old Peter is same old. You know, he's fishing, but he's not catching nothing. And someone comes on the shore of the Jordan River that is enlarged into the Sea of Galilee, and he bakes bread, he cooks fish, and he waits. Children, have you caught any meat tonight? Who the heck's interrupting my depression? You coming out to the worship night? What? (sighs) Cast the net on the other side. And you'll find fish. I heard that before. Stop talking and do it. John said, that's got to be. And you know the story. They start pulling in and they couldn't count them. And Peter says, to, you know, this is, a, this, is a, this is real. We're 2018 where you, don't, you can change your gender if you want. You can do anything. So Peter says, to hell with the fish. I am, forget what I'm wearing. I am getting to the shore. I think that might be who I think it is. He swims to the shore of the Jordan River called the Sea of Galilee. <laughs> I'm here. Is he going to, is he going to, you can answer that question right now. Is he going to, is he going to, is he going to, does he, he knows, but he's not going to. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. I'm stopping what was 13 days ago. It's done, and I'm not even bringing it up. The Gospels wrote about it. Jesus didn't write about it. Isn't that crazy? We are so good at remembering what people did, and we hold them to it. Moses was good at that. Three times Jesus said, Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. Get on with why you are alive. And let me tell you who didn't go over that Jordan River. Judah was here and could read it. I'm teaching him in my morning Bible reading with him when he climbs up on my lap. M-O-S-E-S was Judah. Moses. Moses. Let me tell you who didn't go over that Jordan River. Moses. Because he used his presence to get angry with people who were just being people. And he said, must I fetch you rebels water out of this rock? And Jesus said, Moses, you and I have talked about that. This time... It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt you from moving forward. 
You can't go. Now, the personage of that is this. The law was given by... The law was given by... Say it with me. The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth comes through Jesus Christ. You know what's on the other side of the river where we're coming from? Accusation, do this, don't do that, touch not, handle not, don't eat, don't, don't... And God says, I am stopping all that. That's in the wilderness. This is a new day with a new covenant, with better promises, with new wineskin, with new wine, with a new person. You in that number? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. This is our message. And we are the messengers. Father, in the name of Jesus, I felt the spirit of prayer in here, so I'm just going to release you under the covering of you have a new spirit, and God has spoken to everyone personally here today. You know, people that are wondering if they'll wait in the river for, for me to go over on dry land, the answer is yes, whosoever will may come. The answer, uh, will, will this unending life be preserved? The answer is yes, whosoever believes will never perish. Lord, thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. Thank you for the power of the spoken word believed in the human spirit. Now, will you release us and send us into this fall harvest, carrying the ark that was placed on our shoulders, that we've internalized, assimilated, that is bringing forth fruit, 30, 60, and 100-fold unto eternal life, so that on that day when we cross the physical Jordan into the eternal realm, we'll be carrying our sheaves with us, rejoicing for the great things that you've done through our lives. Let's give Jesus a hand. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Let's stretch our hands toward Nick and uh, your outreach there. I know Matt and Jamie had a heart for the homeless. Lord, uh, we're just this many in number, but our heart is large. Our vision is, is uh, increasing. So we, we speak salvation. I speak the power of the Holy Spirit. This is a kingdom work. Uh, as he goes out, as Jesus' hands carrying the presence, uh, may, may he just find the reward of the Lord and the fulfillment of doing what you said to do. Will you bless him and all those other churches that are gathering together, helping this meet this need in our great city. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. Will you greet your neighbor? Thanks for listening to a recent message by Senior Pastor Tim Winter.